Hi, and welcome to episode 31 of the Knit Actually Podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually hand-dyed, actually attending, actually connecting, actually stashed, and a knit-along update. Actually finished. So you guys, I am so excited about the project that I finished this weekend. It is only um, 99% of the way finished because I am wearing it now but have not weaved in the ends, but I finished my Breathing Space. So Breathing Space is a pullover by Vera Valimaki. It is from the Interpretations 3 collection that I reviewed a couple episodes back, and it is a super cute pullover with an asymmetrical hem, um, and this is the pullover that has the um, stripes on a bias. So. Um, at the very top, like the bodice of the sweater, they are horizontal stripes, and then you do short rows so that you make diagonal stripes, and, uh, and it's super cute. It was my favorite, favorite, favorite pattern from Interpretations 3. I cast it on almost right away, um, and I have been working on this sweater for three weeks. I had crazy delusions that I was going to manage to finish this for Yarn Fest. I did not. Um, but that's okay. I finished it last night, and I wove in about half of the ends and then decided I had to run to my nephew's birthday party so I decided to block it and I set it out this morning to dry and then it has none of the ends that show um, need weaving in at this point so I decided that it was okay to wear it and I'll block the rest or weave in the rest of the ends um, tonight so I could not be happier with how this turned out uh, you right, might remember if you listen that I was knitting this the solid color that I used is a uh, Madeline Tosh Twist Light that I got from the Magnolia Society Sweater Club. The colorway is Moonstone, and I've had this in my stash um, for a while. It was a sweater club uh, purchase from two sweater clubs ago, I think. And it's a really pretty, very subtle gray. Once I got it on the needles, much more character to the gray than I expected there would be. I don't know why I didn't think there would be because it's Madeline Tosh, but it's it it's much, got much more depth than than your average silver, I think. And then for the stripes, I used a Loopy U Loopy Hues set that I had gotten um, in February, and it is Teals is the name of it. So the Loopy Hues. You get five mini skeins. It's 535 yards, um, and they're different colors, and they have all sorts of cute ones, but we've talked before about the fact that I, I love all things turquoise. So this one starts out with a very pretty green. I would almost call it a jade green. It works its way all the way down to a mint with a couple of stops along the way, and like a robin's egg blue and what I would consider kind of a, a true turquoise, and I'm super happy with it. So I think the last time I recorded, I had worked my way through the sleeves and I was working on the body and uh, I just really am happy with how it turned out. Uh, I did a little bit more striping than the pattern called for. Um, I was kind of working my way through each of the colors. So the green I did stop um, right as I got to the, the place where I started the short rows. I didn't want, I wanted to get as far as I could through all the colors and I um, 
I didn't want a ton of the green. I, I would I preferred some of the other colors. So I stopped there and I worked my way down. And on the sleeves, I went all the way through the mint. On the body, I just would knit until I would run out of a color. And then right about the time that the pattern called for me to stop doing the striping, um, I thought, well, gosh, if I just did like one more row of the lightest, lightest blue, and then the mint would get maybe one stripe. So I had to do a little bit extra increasing. You, you keep increasing along the body to um, keep the diagonal and kind of keep the bias going. So I did that just a couple of extra times, and I'm really happy with it. So probably my band of gray at the bottom is a little bit shorter than it should be because I stuck with the dimensions that were called for in the pattern. Um, but anyways, I locked it last night, um, set it on the heat vent a little bit overnight at last night, and then hung it out to dry, laid it out to dry on my drying rack in the driveway this morning. And I love it. It grew just the perfect amount. It was a sweater that I for sure was like, gosh, I hope this blocks the way I want it to. And it definitely did. And the drape of the fabric, I love Love, love, love. So I am probably going to live in the sweater, except that it's going to be 75 degrees every day this week. So anytime it's sweater weather, I will probably be living in this sweater. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a staple of my wardrobe next fall. And I really, really, really think this has convinced me that what I need to do is cast on a bunch of other fingering weight pullovers because this is such a comfy garment. I love the fit of it. Um, and it's just the exact right weight and the weather here is so mild most of the time that this really is a three season garment for me for sure. So it's going to get a ton of wear and I want to make sure that I have others. I honestly would consider casting on this exact same pattern again, but probably I'll go look for another fingering weight pullover to work on in the meantime. Actually working. So in addition to the breathing space, I did work on a few other projects this time through. Right this minute, I just finished casting on my peeping cowl. This is uh, the Hohi Locatelli cowl, also from Interpretations 3. It is very similar to the three-color cashmere cowl that she released last year that was so popular, and I have one, and I love it. So when Interpretations came out, I did dye myself up some yarn. So. It's a four color pattern. A lot of it is striping and then there's a couple sections of cabling. And in the sample, Hohe has a beautiful deep turquoise, a navy blue, a light gray, and then kind of a brown. I think the Madeline Tosh colorway is called Bark that she used for her sample. So I dyed up yarns in similar but sort of brighter colors. I did do a Caribbean blue for the turquoise, and then I have a brilliant blue instead of the navy, a dark charcoal gray where hers was light gray, and then for the pop of color, I did a chartreuse green. So I'm really excited about this one. It really seems like it's going to be um, nice, fun, interesting knitting, the kind of thing that's pretty simple, very portable, but... Um, plenty of interest especially in those cables and I love a good cable so I am pretty excited about this one I'm just casting on and working the ribbing right now so that one I'm sure will make some progress in the next couple of weeks the other thing that I worked on uh, the kids were on spring break this week and so there were some times during the week that uh, lugging the sweater along was not 
the ideal solution. Uh, we saw a movie the other day and they went to the dentist and they had haircuts and so I couldn't lump the sweater everywhere. So I did work a little bit on my socks that I brought to Vegas. And so those are Madeline Tosh, um, just Tosh sock in the electric rainbow colorway, which is like black with speckles. And I really like the yarn a lot. I have to say, I knit a lot of socks. These are just a vanilla sock again. And I had a lot of socks on a lot of different bases. And this one, I know I have some other Tosh sock in my stash. I think this might be the first pair of socks that I've actually knit on this base. And it's um, sturdier than the sock yarn that I typically use. So it's got a really nice fabric that it's knitting up at. It feels a little bit thicker um, and I'm pretty excited to see how these wear. So I got just um, finished with the leg. I did a real long leg on these, I think nine or 10 inches and put in the life on it. I'm working my way down the foot. I probably could have done a traditional heel flap and um, gusset on this one, but I'm going to do an afterthought heel just because that's sort of the way it, it worked out. And I, I am kind of loving this idea of being able to um, just keep knitting and not have to take the time to put in a, a heel flap and a gusset and then just whip out those afterthought heels at the end. So lots of progress on those and I'm, I'm very excited about those socks. The other thing that I worked on quite a bit over the last couple of days was the Spectrum Shawl. This is another Hohi Locatelli pattern. This one is from her Authentic Collection and I am knitting mine in um, the primary yarn, color A, is, actually I guess it's color B in the pattern, but color, the main color is um, Hedgehog Fibers sock yarn that I got in the Villain colorway. So it's a gorgeous, striking, vibrant, hot pink and orange and a little bit of kind of an acid green and I saw it and I just had to have it. I bought it when I was up at my sister knits with my friend Sarah and um, the contrast that I'm using is some Knit Picks Sparkle Stroll and it's just in a charcoal gray with some Stellina. So it really does a nice job kind of anchoring the colors. And this shawl starts out very much kind of the, the one color with thin stripes of the contrast color and works its way as it gets longer and wider, um, the sections of the contrast color, the bright color, um, get bigger and bigger. So I am pretty excited. I think the shawl is seven or eight sections and I started section three um, night before last. So it's it's coming along. I really am enjoying the knitting. It's got cute little chevrons and now I am at the point where it's pretty much equally the gray and the, um, the orangey pink. So it's holding my interest really nicely and I'm very excited about it. The only other thing that I worked on this time through was I did have a swatch that I needed to make for my yarn fest class. And so I knit just a really pretty um, eight by eight swatch with some cabling to it that I'll talk about a little bit more out of my Madeline Tosh limited edition super soft DK that I got in my last sweater club shipment from the Magnolia Society. And that is in the colorway Walden's Pond. And really more than anything, I just wanted to talk about the yarn because it's absolutely gorgeous. It's blues and greens, but then little hints every now and then of 
sort of a brownish and little sections that are white and it it just ended up in the most beautiful variegated um, colors. So I'll talk about that quite a bit more in a couple of later segments. Actually attending. Uh, this week we will be talking quite a bit about Interweave Yarn Fest. So Interweave Yarn Fest was in Loveland, Colorado last weekend. It ran from Thursday, March 31st through Sunday, April 2nd. And I was there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And so I had a great weekend. It was really a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, in this segment, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the classes that I took, and then we will get into all of the great people that I got to hang out with, and last of all, my stash. So I took a class on Thursday morning, and the class was called um, Building Your Design Career, and it was in, with an instructor called Dora Orenstein. And I have to kind of give full disclosure here. I found myself in the days leading up to Yarnfest wishing that maybe I had picked a technique class to do for, in place of this one. I don't think that I really intend to ever have a design career. I really do enjoy creating patterns mostly for my own use, mostly to see if I can do it. Um, and that's a lot of fun. This class was very much focused on how to get published in magazines, how to write a book, um, those kinds of things. There were a couple of things I think I would probably, maybe I didn't go into this class in the greatest headspace anyways, because I, I did have a little bit of like, oh, maybe I should have taken a technique class. But um, I think I would give this class a solid two and a half, three out of five. A um, couple of things that I wish I had known going into it. Um, Dora Ornstein is a very talented crochet designer, um, but a lot of her discussion and technique and things like that, things that she talked about were very crochet oriented. And you would sort of think that that wouldn't matter and that it would apply either direction and it would be okay. Um, I did find that some, there probably are some differences um, in terms of what people do with crochet and what they do with knitting, or maybe it was just that she had a differing perspective. But again, it was very much around the idea of what I would call sort of a traditional designer's career, you know, with magazines and um, getting a book deal. And I am a go find a pattern on Ravelry kind of girl. I don't know that I spend, I do get interweave knits, certainly, and I have really been enjoying reviewing books here on the podcast and things like that. But I'm more a let me go find a cool pattern on Ravelry kind of a girl. And to me, that is the knitting industry. And so she talked a lot about being in the industry, and then that to her meant um, a lot of information about those traditional routes, which is great and which is fine, and there's nothing wrong with that. It just didn't really tickle my fancy. And then I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth because I had this swatch that I had to finish for the class the second day, um, and I thought, well, this is no problem. I'll be in class for three hours. I'll work on my swatch there. And as soon as we got into the room... She said, could you put your knitting away? It's distracting me when I talk. And I was like, but it's a knitting class. Like I'm at a knitting conference. I don't, I don't want to put my knitting away. So that kind of bummed me out. And maybe I, I just wasn't in the right headspace. Um, so the class was good. If you're interested in a design career, if you're interested in tips on how to kind of make your way into those traditional routes with patterns and things like that, I would definitely um, say give it a look. It just wasn't quite wasn't quite the class for me. 
But Friday, I took um, an all-day class. So the classes ran like 9 to noon and then 1 to 4.30, something like that. One, Yeah, I think it was something. That doesn't matter. Um, and I took a class with Shirley Payton on knitwear design. And so it was called the Design Master Class. And I really enjoyed it. So it was... Not surprisingly, a lot of the same people that were in my class the first day, so that was kind of fun. Um, and we had to have our swatches so that we could do, like, a whole lot of math. I have a copy of Shirley Payton's book. I was I brought it with me, and she signed it, and that was cool. Um, and if you are looking for a good resource on sweater design, I would definitely recommend Shirley Payton's book. It is an interweave book. The one that I have is the original which is a hardbound book with a spiral binding, which is kind of great. It's also available, I think, more readily now in paperback. Um, but maybe take a look and see if you can find the original one. So this class was all about how to um, really think about the silhouette of a sweater that you want to create and then how to do all of the math that turns that idea into a garment that fits your expectations. So our assignment ahead of time was to knit this and do some math about the swatches and understand our stitch gauge and our row gauge and was there a stitch pattern you wanted to play with? I played with just sort of a very simple cable. The idea that I have in my head, especially because I was knitting so much on the breathing spaces, I think I want to try to take this DK yarn I have and do a top-down raglan Kind of an A-line um, sweater. One of the things that I liked about the way that the raglan came together on the breathing spaces, she's just kind of got this little channel of stitches so that the raglan really stands out but looks really pretty, and I thought it would be cute if that was cabled. So I think it might be very similar in proportions to the sweater that I'm wearing right now, um, but I thought that would be a pretty good exercise for my brain in terms of how to how to take the math and, and apply it really nicely. So she has all these great formulas. There is a craftsy class as well um, with Shirley Payton on how to do this exact thing. Um, and she handed us at the beginning of the class, so this was where I thought it was kind of really amazing, like a 65-page booklet on how to do all these calculations. And it was really about figuring out, you know, so how, what's the... What's the silhouette of your sweater? Is it very just like a classic silhouette where it's where it's boxy? Or do you want kind of an hourglass silhouette where you have some waist shaping? Um, and then she talked she taught us about sleeves and how to measure a sleeve cap and how to taper a sleeve correctly. And at the very end of the class, we took our measurements um, like 150 jillion ways so that you could really sit down like I should be able now in theory, to sit down and do all the math and figure out how to create a sweater pattern for a sweater that would be exactly matched to my measurements. So that was pretty cool. We didn't spend as much time with our swatches and with our um, design ideas as um, as I thought we were going to. And I think, honestly, as, as much as she traditionally does in the class, I think she usually starts with that. Um, and instead wanted to really jump into all of the math in the morning while people were fresh and um, and had their thinking caps on. So I enjoyed it. I took like eight pages of notes. I had a huge launch going on at work, and my 
um, my team was texting me throughout the day and it was one of those classes where it was like, if I stop paying attention for even a second, I'm not, I'm not going to get this. I'm not going to remember how to do this. Um, and so it was fun for me too to just go and take a class that really challenged my brain in new ways. And so I got everything that I wanted out of that class for sure. I do think um, this weekend I'm going to sit down with my book and my notes and some quiet and a cup of tea and see if I can figure out um, the exact dimensions and proportions and work waist shaping increases and decreases and things like that and go ahead and try my hand at whipping up a pattern um, with this yarn, with the silhouette that I kind of have in mind, and I'm going to give it a shot. So I'm sure there will be more to come about this in future segments, so watch this space, and you guys can listen along with me. The other thing I wanted to tell people is, if you have any interest in doing something like that, if you've, if you've wanted to try your hand at designing yourself a sweater, um, she does, there is a Ravelry group. She was so funny because apparently the Ravelry group is called We Love Shirley Payton. And she was like, I didn't name the group. I'm not some sort of crazy egotistical person. Like somebody else created the group. But they are doing a design along. And I think they do it on a fairly regular basis so that you can jump in. And if you have the book or the craftsy class or some combination of those things, you could walk through all the steps. And she kind of oversees it and is willing to to help out. She'll check your math for you. And so she was very, very helpful. And, um, and I thought that was, that was really nice. Just the amount of support she's willing to give people as they, you know, work their way through a pretty complicated process. Actually connecting for me, this was the best part of yarn fest this year was that last year was the first year of the event. It was the first year that, um, I had gone to any sort of a, a yarn um, conference or event or anything like that. And I had a blast last year. I went up both days with, um, each day with a different girlfriend who was taking classes on the same day. One of my friends and I took a class together. And then I went up one day by myself last year and took a class. Um, but this year I have more yarn friends <laughs> and that to me was the best part. That was the reason that I, you know, when I was up there last year, that was sort of when the idea for the podcast started to brew and that was the reason that I wanted to do it was to get to know people. And sure enough, I, I have yarn friends now. So I just wanted to give shout outs to some of my friends that I saw up at Yarn Fest this week. On Thursday, when I got out of my class, I met up um, over lunch break with my friend Sarah. That's Sarah, who has the video podcast, The Knitting Type. So we hit the marketplace together for a little while. I had to go back and go to work that afternoon. But she um, was just in between classes. So we spent a little bit of time, did a little bit of damage in the marketplace. And that was great. And then the other thing that was a lot of fun for me was I got to see a lot of my Knit Nosh friends. So Donna from Scandalous and Renee from Nerd shared a booth at Yarnfest. And so it was great to catch up and see them. And um, also Eileen from Bija Basin was there. Bija Basin was spread so thin last weekend because apparently they were at three different shows in three different locations. But I got to see Eileen and hang out with her for a little while. So that was really, really fun. And then a highlight for me on Thursday was that Charlene from the, the Yarniacs 
was there working in the Western Sky Knits booth. And the Yarnacks have been a favorite podcast of mine for a very, very long time. And it was just super fun. She's just as sweet in person as you would think from listening to the podcast. And it was really, really nice to get to see her and give her a hug and um, and hang out just a little bit. I saw her several times through the weekend, but Thursday was the day that I met her for the first time. And then on Friday, I took my long class, uh, but during the lunch break, I got to meet up with uh, my friend Shana, who I met at Nitnosh, and we walked around the marketplace as well. We spent a bunch of time in the Nerd Scandalous booth, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, but it was really fun to see her again and get to hang out for a little while. And then on Saturday, I went up just for the evening, and... Um, I spent a little bit of time in the marketplace with Emily Straw from Knitting Butterflies and Danny from the Prairie Girls Knit and Spin podcast. And we were walking around and checking out the market. um, And as we were standing, Emily stopped Julian Moreno, who was one of the great spinning instructors that was there. And they were chatting. And while they were chatting, Kate Atherley came up behind Danny and I kind of went, like Atherley is behind you. And so I had kind of a fangirl moment there. But then we ended up standing and talking to them for about 10 minutes. And I, I fangirl about this all the time. But I just think Kate Atherley is charming. I had seen her in the marketplace. Maybe it was on Friday. And I stopped her and told her how much I enjoyed her classes last year. And that I was kind of bummed that I didn't take any of her classes this year. And um, she's just lovely. She does have a new book coming out. I think that Interweave is in the process of sending me a copy of that, and so that will be um, a fun one to review. So that that was very cool. And um, the other person that I got to see on Thursday and Friday, I think, was uh, a woman named Deb who works for Interweave, who is lovely. She actually wrote a great blog um, about Nitnosh after she came to Nitnosh, so that was really fun too. So it just really was nice to feel that connection to other knitters and to feel like, um, gosh, I really have made a whole bunch of new connections this year in terms of, you know, fiber friends. And it was great. I had a great, great, great weekend. So thank you everybody that was there and, um, I'll see you all again soon. I'm sure. Actually stashed. So guys, this is where, um, this is where stuff gets fun. (laughs) I thought I would spend a little time talking about all of the goodies that I got in the goodie bag and then talk about the the yarn that I bought while I was there. Some of the stuff, they do a pretty nice goodie bag. I'll say this year I liked the physical bag better. I am I am a girl who loves a bag. And last year it's kind of this it was kind of this plasticky bag. So this year was just a regular canvas tote, which I thought was um which I thought was much better. Uh there was a little bit of yarn in the tote bags this year. So the first one was a novelty yarn, um, but I thought this was kind of cool. So it's called Mango Moon Yarns, and it's got little baubles. I have to think about, maybe I'll post a picture. You guys can tell me an idea of something that I could do with this yarn. The colorway I got is called Bumblebee, and it's greens and yellows and purples and oranges, and it's very happy. Um, And it's 100% nylon, so that's interesting as well. But the label says, provide safe shelter, health care, and education to families in Nepal and Indonesia. So I think that's cool. And um, I want to look this company up. It's mangomoonyarns.com if anybody else is interested. And get a little more information on them. But I thought it was 
you know, I, I always like it when there's a nice um, philanthropic tie-in to things like that. So I'm sure I'll come up with something to do with this yarn at some point, or maybe I'll give it away. Um, but if you guys have any ideas, I'll post a picture and hit me on Instagram or in the Ravelry thread or something and let me know what you would do with that yarn if it was in your stash. There were a couple of mini skeins of really cute things. I think I might be becoming a fan of the mini. So um, Mode Knit Yarn gave a little um, mini skein of a colorway called Night Circus. This is really pretty. It's very muted um, blues and a pink and a yellow. I did spend a long time in the Mode Knit booth um, a couple days. Shana and I spent some time in there and I think I went back. Last year I bought a beautiful um, gray and yellow gradient from them. This year I didn't I didn't quite find one that I absolutely had to have, especially after the damage I did in some of the other booths. So, um, But I like their yarn quite a lot and this was a really pretty little mini skein. And then there's a mini skein of Mountain Meadow Saratoga, which is hand, it says hand combed fingering and it's Mountain Merino from Buffalo, Wyoming. This one is a mini skein and kind of a pretty spring green, I would say. Then there's another skein. This was really cool. So this company was here last year and it's called You Design It Yarns. And so what they do is they will take your exact specifications. I apologize for the crinkling of the bag here, guys. I open this up, but they'll take your exact specifications and you can pick and they will make a yarn in their mill that meets your um, exact requirements. I don't think, so this is a sport weight yarn that they send. It's very tweedy looking. Um, it's got little bits of pink and dark purple and blue on a very pretty purple, light purple face. Um, and I sat down with them last year when I was there and I, um, sat at the computer and they kind of showed me how it works. If you go to youdesignityarns.com, if you had a very specific thing, whether that is the weight of the yard, the fiber makeup of the yarn, the, um, color that you had in mind, they will, like I said, help you create it. Um, and then they will create it right there in their mill. So it's really cool concept, pretty pricey. But, um, but very fun, and I was excited about having a sample of that. They have just a little, like, mug cozy um, pattern that they put in here with the sample, so I might play around with that and see how that knits up, because I thought that was really fun. And then there were little samples of Euclid, and the last yarn in the packet was from Kramer Yarns, which is a brand that I've only just become familiar with, and this is their Fountain Hill Brushed Mohair. So it's 100% mohair, which is not a fiber, oh no, I'm sorry, 80% acrylic and 20% mohair yarn. Um, mohair's not a fabric that I do quite a lot with, but um, I don't know, maybe I'll find something to do with it. The colorway on this one is called Bear Cub, which is a very pretty brown Actually, now that I'm looking at it, there might be a friend in mind who would enjoy this yarn um, if she doesn't mind the halo of the mohair. So it's very pretty. I would say it is, I can't read it on the label because it's in a bag and I don't want to crinkle another bag at you guys. It's probably either a fingering or a lace weight. So um, so that was kind of an interesting um, 
fiber content as well. So those were the yarns that were in there. There are always great magazines, obviously, because it's an interview show. The Scassell catalog is always in there. And then there was an, a copy of Peaceworks magazine. Um, there's one in here called Gotham that is from Taki Stacy Charles Yarns. Um, Love of Knitting magazine. And then a crochet crochet scene magazine that I'm going to give to a girlfriend of mine who does a lot of crocheting. So that was pretty good, and I was excited about all of the contents of the bag. But let's get to the fun stuff, which is the things that I bought in the marketplace. The first day when I was um, walking around with Sarah, I was really good. I just looked and touched, and I did not purchase any yarn on the first day. I really wanted to give myself time on Friday when I had more time in the marketplace to be looking at different things. So the first thing that I hit, um, because they're my friends now, is the Nerd and Scandalous booth. And you'll remember um, that Knit Nosh was so busy for me that I didn't buy any yarn from them. And so I was that was definitely top of my list for this weekend. Um, so I, the first thing was, um, Renee had a gorgeous shawl, um, it's called the range shawl hanging in the booth and she had different colors arranged to try to help people pick color combinations, a four color shawl. I didn't realize until I got home that it's a brioche shawl and I haven't done any brioche, so, um, probably there's some exciting adventures coming my way in terms of that, but Renee is so clever, so she had post-its in the booth, and it said, OMG, that four-color shawl at the Nerd Shop booth is a must-knit. It's ranged by Andrea Mowry, and it's $6.95 on Ravelry. And then she talked about the four colors that she had picked. So I stood for a long time in the booth trying to decide what four colors I wanted. And Shana was there with me, and Renee, and so she helped me pick four colors for this shawl. I, I feel like shawl knitting might be a thing that I'm going to start to get into, Again, it's not always sweater weather, um, and that'll just extend my knits I can wear more of the year. So this is all um, the Nerdstring uh, DK, and it's 100% Superwash Merino. Um, I got Black Celebration, which is a very, very, very dark gray that I like a lot. A lot of depth and color. I know I've talked about this when I've used Renee's yarns in the past, but the... Um, the depth and interest of her colors is just really, really, really nice, and these yarns are no exception. So then the second color I got was a light gray, and same thing, Superwash Merino for Ply DK, and this one is called Shade 1 of 50. And then the third color is this beautiful blue. It's called Sevens, and... Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think of how you would describe it. Almost a denim blue, although I, I do have my little coffee cozy that is forever in blue jeans, and that's darker than this, but it's a gorgeous blue. And then I stood for a long try time. Like, those three colors picked themselves out very, very, very quickly. And then I was just trying to decide, okay, so what's the fourth color going to be? And I went back and forth, and I landed on... Um, a chartreuse with envy and this one has Stellina in it I really love it because in addition to sort of the reg what I would call like the regular chartreuse there are some darker sections in this that I think are going to play really nicely off the dark gray in particular and it's this one is a 75 percent 
merino, 25% Stellina, so it's sparkly. So I'm really excited about this rain shawl. I did buy the pattern as soon as I got home. I might cast it on this weekend. Um, I definitely need to find a good video for brioche. You know, Emily did some video stuff for brioche, so, and I'm going to see her on Thursday, so maybe I'll get some pointers before I do that. But while I was in the booth, I could not leave without a couple of Renee's really cute bags. So the first one that I bought is just maybe like a sock size bag that has my favorite funny quote of hers, which is cheap yarn makes me cry. And so I love that very much. And then as I was leaving, she gave me a tote bag that says, shh, there's yarn in here. So that was very, very sweet of her. Thank you, Renee. Thank you for all your help picking out yarns. I cannot wait to cast this stuff on. It's so, so pretty. Then I had to get some scandalous yarn as well, obviously. And uh, Donna has been experimenting recently with uh, self-stripings. And so she had a bunch of great self-stripings. And a lot of them are Star Trek in nature. And that was kind of cool. My, um, my kids are pretty into Star Trek, particularly the new sets of movies. So this is a self-striping that is blue and black. And there's a little bit of gray in there, too. Um, and the colorway is called Spock and McCoy. So this is going to be um, socks for my younger son. They, socks for the kids don't take much yarn. So hopefully both of these will end up being socks for the kids and then maybe short socks for me um, as well. But it's on her Betty sock base. And it's a nice, generous put up. So this, is, yeah, I'll definitely get two pairs of socks out of this because this is 100 grams, 497 yards. So that's going to be awesome. Very excited about that. Um, as I was walking around with Shana, we went into the Colorful Yarns booth. And so Colorful Yarns is a local yarn shop in Centennial, Colorado. And they had self-stripings in the local sports team's colors. So they had Rockies yarn and they had Avs yarn and they had Broncos yarn. So I had to have the Bronco yarn. So it's Bronco self-striping. This is artist. Oh, just artistic. I can't read. Artistic Yarn by Abby is the name. I had never heard of her before. I don't know. I'm assuming she's local. Um, but this was 460 yards, so also very generous put up, of Denver Broncos self-striping yarn. And apparently it's very thick stripes of blue and very thick stripes of orange um, with small stripes of white in between. So it's going to be really, really, really cute. Um, so these will be socks for my older son and, again, hopefully socks for me. Then... When um, when I posted a picture of this one on Instagram, Emily said to me, where did you get that yarn? So when we went back on Saturday, I took her and Danny to show them where the Bronco yarn is. They're both Bronco fans. And um, Prairie Girl Danny was so funny because she was clearly, you know, trying to not buy tons and tons of yarn. And she took the sock yarn in her hand and then she shoved it in her bra. And then she was like, oops. Went in my bra. I guess it's mine now. I guess I have to buy it now. And I thought, oh, I like this girl. <laughs> we think alike. So that was cool. So they both also ended up with Bronco yarn. Um, and I think they're going to try to knit socks to match each other at Rhinebeck. So that was fun. And I was very, very excited about all of those purchases. The other thing that I bought that I thought was super cute is Sincere Sheep was there. She had really great yarn. Um, I did not buy any mainly again because I had done so much purchasing in other booths and I had some priority things that I wanted to make sure that I got um 
but uh, she had these adorable um, needle gauges. So I got a little needle gauge that was in the shape of a sheep. So I like that a lot. It's very cute. It's in a little cute drawstring bag so that I can keep it with my stuff and it, nothing bad will happen to it. And then I bought one of her um, wooden gauge um, rulers as well. So it's a square cut out in the middle is a four by four square. And then around the outside has um, markings in centimeters and in inches. So the whole thing is like five and a half inches with four inches cut out of the middle. So that was really cool. I really like it. I am loving my Ann Bud um, gauge measuring doodad that I talked about in the last episode, but I also thought that this would be a good addition. It's all about the gauge. So those were another purchase. Um, and you'd think I was done, but I'm not. <laughs> so the one of the boots that I was most excited about hitting this time through was Yarns on the House or Yoth Yarns. And they um, they had done a trunk show at My Sister Knits back in the fall, and it just was not a day of the week that was convenient for me. So I put them at the top of my list to, to make sure I got in there and saw them today. They sell these cute things that are called puppies. And so the puppies are four cakes of yarn. It's 462 yards, 200 grams total. This one is an 80-10-10 merino cashmere nylon, and they are one of a kind. So apparently the Yoth yarns, um, they do not hand dye them, but these puppies are the one thing that they sell that is hand dyed. So I went back and forth and back and forth about which ones to buy. I ended up buying a set of blues. So they start, I would say they're all sort of a, it's a gradient for sure. And um, they start at like a dark medium cornflower blue and then work their way to be lighter and lighter as you go. But the cool thing about them is they're on this like dowel. And so I have this little dowel with these little cakes of yarn on it. And I think it's super cute. So I decided uh, I really wanted one of these and I, there was a pink one too that I liked a lot. Um, I decided on Friday that I was going to just kind of think it over and think about what pattern I wanted to knit. And I decided to knit them into a boneyard shawl, which is a Stephen West shawl. Shana was wearing hers that she had knit from some nerd yarn when we were walking around. Um, and it does call for a DK weight. So I wouldn't have had enough with just the puppies. I wouldn't have had enough yardage. I bought um, one more skein. So the DK weight is their big sister is what it's called. And um, this one is sea salt. So it's a light gray. Really plays off nicely with the blues. And that's another thing that I am considering casting on. I was going to bring my um, windswept shawl with me as my project I work on in Hawaii, but if I don't get to the boneyard by then, this might be this might be Hawaii knitting. So that was cool. The other thing that the Yoth booth had was uh, fluffy pom-poms. So I think this is just wool or acrylic, but it comes with a pin, and I got a really cute gray fluffy pom-pom. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and then woman, the nice woman behind the counter told me that, gosh, if I bought one more skein of yarn, I could have a tote bag for free. So uh, that didn't take much convincing. So I got one skein of their father base. So this is their worsted weight, um, 100% Rambouillet wool. And they do have a hat that takes exactly one skein of this yarn. Um, 
called the Father Cables hat. So I did download and print out that pattern. And I think that's exactly what I'm going to do. It's a really pretty cabled hat, and there's either a, a fitted version or a slouchy version. I'm going to try to stretch the yarn to do the slouchy version, and then I'm going to put my little fluffy pom-pom on top of it. So that's probably a fall project. Um, I, I don't think I will cast this one on right away. The color that I got in the Father yarn is called Rosemary, and it's a really pretty green. So very excited. And then my, my little tote bag says, uh, I want it all on the front and on the back, it just says Yoth. So that was cute and super fun. And, uh, like I said, they were top, they were a lot of people, I think it's like pretty most excited booth, um, for the event. I also spent a lot of time in the Lisa Souza booth. I just didn't find, um, anything that I felt like I had to have, although her stuff was beautiful. Um, nothing, nothing jumped out at me that I had to have. Um, so then I spent some time, quite a bit of time back and forth in the Western Sky Knits booth. Sarah and I went there on Thursday cause she was not familiar with their yarn and I was just kind of back and forth popping in to say hi to Charlene or showing different people that booth. Um, they have a new put up, this is their Aspen silk and it is a, um, superwash merino and silk 8020, but 600 yards. So it's a really nice put up. And I thought this would make a really nice shawl. They had a lot of beautiful color combinations. Um, and I ended up getting one that is called Serene. So it has a little bit of gray, maybe even two different kind of grays, some chartreuse and some teal and some darker green. So very springy, very beautiful colors. And I am very excited about this. I haven't picked a pattern for it yet, but a lot of the Martina Baim shawls seem to me like they call for 550-ish yards of yarn. So rather than buy two skeins and have to deal with that, I have this one beautiful skein of fingering weight yarn that I am going to find something awesome to do with. The great thing that they had in the Western Sky Knits booth was they had um, bags by Little Skein in the Big Wool. So you're sensing us the theme here. I went bag happy um, at the event. I'm not even done yet talking about bags. But they had all these cute little bags. Apparently they have their um, fabrics printed up for them. So exclusive fabrics for their bags, which is really cool. They had a Little House on the Prairie one. And they had one with little boxes. And it said official sock knitter. And then they had this cute one that has little, they look like tags. Um, like the little tags with the brown, like craft tags kind of thing. Um, and these all say funny um, knitting things. So there's one that says, it's a design feature. And one that says, always have a pair of socks on the needles. And just one more row. And then Kitchener stitch, pearl knit, knit pearl. And cashmere makes everything better. And then there's one that says, there's no such thing as too much yarn. So I knew I wanted one of these little bags, and they're very cute. It's a zipper bag, which I don't have a lot of zipper bags, but I think you could fit. Well, my little skein of Western Sky Knits fits just perfect in there. Um, so I went back on Friday night, and they didn't have as many um, as they had had on Thursday. As many, they didn't have quite as much selection. I was going to get the Little House on the Prairie one. I had it in my hand. And I was looking at a different one, and the gal that was helping in the booth, I think her name was Shasta, said to me, 
you know what? I have one more of the one with the funny knitting sayings, and if you buy it, then I won't buy it, and it'll be good because my husband won't be mad at me. And I was like, sold. So I ended up with this cute little bag. I'm very excited about it. It's very high quality. So again, that's little skein in the big wool. I would definitely check their stuff out. It was super fun. So at that point, that was the end of day Friday. And I really thought that I was done buying things. I was pretty pleased with the stuff that I had bought. And I was pretty excited about all of my purchases. So when I went up on Saturday um, to see Emily, um, like I said, we went back to the Colorful Yarns booth and I was being really good. I wasn't buying anything. And as we were wait, I was waiting while they were paying for their stuff. They had this great bag. So my alma mater, um, the mascot is the terrier, the Boston terrier. And then they had this cute bag and I was like in the pep band and went to all the hockey games, like football games, whatever. So I was a pretty big terrier fan. I used to always think that I wanted a terrier dog when I graduated. But uh, anyways, I found a bag. They had two of them um, with little Boston Terriers with a little red collar, which is the color for my alma mater. And it has little red polka dotted fabric inside. So I was like, I have, I have to have this bag because it's so perfect. It's from Slip Stitch Suit Studios. And I think I follow them on social media as well. So I got their Two Skein Plus project bag. Um, one of the things that's nice about this is it does have like a, like a loop handle so that you could hook it on your wrist or whatever. And then the closure, instead of just being like drawstring ribbon, it's one of those, um, it's like cording with a little bobble that you can tighten. Um, so it tightens up really nicely. It's a very nicely made bag. Um, and it was just too cute to pass up. So that was my last purchase. That is all of the stash that made it into my hands. I do feel like, um, I was pretty selective about the things that I wanted and I budgeted for a long time to make sure that I had um, the opportunity to, to buy whatever I needed. So what's living inside the terrier bag is um, the peeping cowl. So it's the perfect size for those four sort of half skeins of yarn that I have going for that. The last thing that I did in the marketplace that was very fun was in the goodie bag, they had a, um, a little Ziploc bag with um, a cute, what would you call that? Like the ball chains? I think that's what it's called. Like where it's the little metal beads and then it, they're strung together, it makes a chain. And they had this booth called Craft Fantastic and you could make a pendant. And so I think I ended up doing that late, late on Friday. I would buy a couple times and there was a long line because you know everybody had gotten this thing in their goodie bag. Um, but you could pick out a picture, you know, about the size of a postage stamp. I picked one that had water lilies on it. And it was really pretty and it had some nice colors like black and white and turquoise, big surprise, um, in it. And it was a pretty simple process, right, of just um, picking your image, using the right glue to seal it down on a piece of um, kind of bubbly glass and then using jewelry glade like grade like glue dots to stick it in and then boom little necklace so that was a really fun thing that's a company called craft fantastic I, I toyed with the idea of buying one of their kits to make a um, bracelet for my mom with pictures of all the grandkids because I know that's something she loves she has a locket that she keeps grandkid pictures in already but we are up to nine grandkids and the bracelets only went as big as eight and I didn't 
I didn't think anybody would appreciate either being combined with their sibling or left off the bracelet. So I didn't end up doing it. I might go back and uh, check out their website and see if I if I can find a setup that I think would work um, for that. Or maybe I'll just do something with my kids. So that was it for Stashed. Next up is knit-alongs and giveaways. So guys, I have some exciting updates um, on this front. The first of which is that the Knit Nosh Along came to a close on April the 1st. So we had a lot of really great entries in the Knit Nosh Along, and I was really excited to see all the different things that people did with their samples or to see all the different things that people did with their um, yarn that they bought at the event. So I am ready to talk about winners. What I did to make sure that I captured everything is I went back through the uh, Ravelry group and took a look at everybody's points. You might remember that there were points for knitting things with your samples, for casting on a new project with the yarn you bought at the event, for finishing, um, for posting on Instagram, so for using a modular modular bag, those kinds of things. And so I went through and, um, and pulled some winners. So what I did was total up people's points, and then um, I didn't feel like there was a first prize, second prize, third prize. I feel like these are all um, insanely beautiful prizes, and I was pretty excited about them. So we had five prizes. What I did was I put them in a spreadsheet numbered one through five, and I just drew random numbers. So the first thing that came up with my random number was the modular modular project bag which is beautiful this is one of her small project bags but I have to say um, it's a pretty generous size for a small bag and I think you could easily fit three or four nice size skeins of yarn in here and um, it's got pockets too so easily a shawl size um, project bag. So the first prize that I drew was for the winner who had the most points and that was Ravelry name I will knit you a sock which is Christy and Christy did a ton of stuff so it was really awesome to see all the things she did. She knit three different projects with her samples. She took a bunch of pictures and put them on Instagram. You can see them at hashtag knitnosh. Um, she cast on and finished a bobble hat that she made with the kit um, that Renee was selling at the event. Um, so that's Renee from Nerd had bobble hat kits. And then she also cast on and finished a hat with her um, MJ Yarns purchase. And I think it was a worm hat. If it wasn't a worm hat, it sure was a hat that looked like that. Um, so congratulations, Christy. You are our first place winner. And I will, I'm going to wait um, a few days to reach out to the winners so that um, maybe they can hear their name read on the podcast. And um, I'll be in touch about getting prizes shipped out. The second person with the second most points was um, Sarah. Her Ravelry name is So Sarah, and she did a ton of stuff too. She knit um, several things with her samples. She did two different mug cozies, and then she, Sarah took some of her hand spun and some of her samples and knit them up into a hat, which was really cool and um, turned out great. Good job, Sarah. And then she also knit herself a hat 
with the scandalous yarn, made a really cute pom-pom, and um, she finished that. She posted several things on Instagram, and so, Sarah, you are the lucky winner of the prize that came up second, which was the MJ Yarns. So this is a skein of their MJ Yarns Silken DK Weight. It's 85% Polworth and 15% Silk in the Phoenix colorway, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous red. So I will be in touch, Sarah, to get your address um, so that I can get that out to you. Third finisher was um, Shayna, um, and so she's Shayna Lines um, on Instagram. Gosh, Shayna, I'm not sure if that's your Ravelry name, too. Um, but Shayna did a bunch of great things. She used her Modular Modular project bag, and she knit a boneyard shawl with her um, nerd string that she bought. It's a gorgeous golden color. She was wearing it at Yarnfest. It looked great. So, Shayna, you are the winner of the nerd string. I know that's going to make you happy. The colorway here is called Sunrise, and it's beautiful reds and oranges and maybe a hint of, I guess it's more like a gold, but it's a gorgeous skein of nerd string. Um, so that was very exciting for Shayna. Um, our fourth place finisher. Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read... I think it's Cheetah 2011, um, and that is Anna. And Anna knit four different projects with her samples, and for that, she is our fourth place finisher, and she gets the skein of Bijou Basin Ranch, Lhasa Wilderness. This is in a beautiful um, turquoise color, and the Lhasa Wilderness is 75% yak down and 25% bamboo. And then our fifth place finisher is... Um, Anna, and Anna knit um, a pair of great socks. So um, full disclosure, I know all these winners because you guys all came to Knit Nosh. So, um, but Anna I knew before Knit Nosh, and she knit a great pair of socks that I have seen in person using her samples from the event and then um, some yarn that I gave her for the leg of them. So that was cool, and um, she also posted oh and then she also cast on a pair of socks with some mj yarns opulent fingering in the midnight orchid colorway which is one of my favorite colorways and so she's not finished with those but for casting on a project with the sponsor yarn got quite a few points for that so she gets actually um the scandalous yarn which is on the anna base so that's funny that that's her name and that's the yarn and um the colorway is called come along pond so those are our five winners. Thank you so much to everybody who participated and everybody who came to Knit Nosh. I got a lot of questions when I was at Yarnfest about, like, when is the next one? When is this happening? So I can't wait to get that um, finalized and get in touch with all of you guys about when, um, when we'll be doing it again, because we definitely will be. I will post the winners um, in the Ravelry group and send Ravelry messages sometime this week. So again, so people maybe have a chance to hear their name on the podcast before, um, before I send them an email. So thank you again to our wonderful Knit Nosh sponsors. That is um, Bijou Basin Ranch, MJ Yarns, Scandalous, Nerd, and Modular Modular. Thanks, guys.
while we're on the topic of knit alongs, guys, I um, I did open a thread in the Ravelry group. I would love to hear from you guys what you enjoy in a knit along. I have what I think is a pretty cool idea for a summertime knit along that we can do that will be pretty unstructured and I think a lot of fun. Um, the couple of responses I've gotten so far, it seems like that's what people like is low pressure, you know, not a lot to keep track of. Um, and I have, I think, a really fun idea. But I would love to hear what you guys are interested in, what you'd like to participate in when it comes to knit-alongs. Um, and so please drop me a line in the Ravelry thread or um, message me and, you know, let me know what interests you guys. I did also make a couple of updates in the Ravelry group. I took the thread that was around... Um, hand dyeing and I just kind of renamed it so it's like aligned with the segment name so um, that's now called actually hand dyed and I opened a couple threads about like actually working and actually attending and I would love to hear about the things you guys are doing or see what's on your needles so check out the Ravelry group some fun improvements there and um, let me know what you guys think the other thing I am just excited to tell you about is I have some pretty fun content lined up for the next set of episodes so I will be doing some more reviews um, I should be having some special guests on the podcast and I have some really fun people lined up for um, podcast guests so watch this space and um, and be ready there should be some really cool stuff um, coming out very very soon that's really it for today you guys um, I hope that you enjoyed the episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. If you want to connect with me outside of the podcast, you can always find the show notes at knitactuallypodcast.com. You can follow me on Ravelry um, or my Ravelry name is uh, just Becky-Kelly. And um, on Instagram and Twitter, I am at knitactuallypodcast. The podcast has a Facebook group, so lots of ways to connect and follow along and um, interact with each other. So for this week, that is it. I will talk to you all soon. Happy knitting.